This episode of Date Night is supported by ED Wine Company. If you're located in the GTA, Hamilton, Kitchener, or Guelph, you need to get ED Wine Company in your life. Sommelier Elizabeth Davies curates four wines for you and delivers them right to your door. Each bottle comes hand-wrapped with tasting notes about what you're sipping. It's an approachable way to explore the world of wine and helps you learn a thing or two along the way. Check them out on Instagram at edwineco and go to edwine.ca to sign up for either a monthly delivery like Shane and I get or just a single wine package, whatever works best for you. When you sign up, make sure to use the promo code thisfamilytree10 to get 10% off. Again, that's edwine.ca and thisfamilytree10. But Alex. Yeah, Shane? Let's begin date night. Let's do it. Hello, all you cool cats and kittens. Meow. I'm Alex and I'm here with my husband, Shane. We want to welcome you to date night. Meow. Good one, Alex. <laughs> okay, well, I'm trying to combine two phenomenons. Tiger King from last year with the reason I was up and could not sleep all of last night. And it's not just because Betty was breastfeeding all night, but I was obsessively looking into Army Hammer stories and he called all his dominatrix slaves kittens. Oh, wow. Yeah, lost a lot of sleep over it. It's very freaky. It's not that creative, though, of a it's nickname <laughs> I find. Kittens. Not, especially not in the BDSM world. I think that, you know, it would be something like, I don't know. The way, he, the way he was acting, I would assume it would almost be more degrading. Some people are saying he's a serial killer. Do we believe that? Yes, yes, yes. I believe it. I believe it. I spent a lot of time at 4 a.m. while I was breastfeeding looking at anti-Army Hammer stuff, as well as, you know, sites that were saying, oh, the anti-Army Hammer sites are fake. But I'm siding with the with the people calling him out because this, the receipts, they got him. So you think he's a serial killer? Yes. Hmm. And I found out a couple of his friends' names too. Army was working construction on his friend's construction site near where one of the bodies was found. And the friend is kind of weird too. And there's just a lot of information. You got you to gotta dive deep no, on No, no. Say no more. Lock him away. Throw away the key. <laughs> But why is he helping at a construction site? Like he's already a wealthy man. Like even before Aside, acting. Yeah. So you'd almost wonder why would he even pursue acting? He must really love it. But construction, like helping out on a site. I think he had nefarious weird. reasons. But yeah, scary stuff. And don't look at it at 4 a.m. because you will not be able to go back to sleep. Okay. So like every week, we're going to have our glass of wine and try to predict the tasting notes. So we're drinking a bottle of... Themopolis Nausa Zinomavro 2018. You might want to grab a pen. <laughs> so, Can you spell that? Yeah, it's very long. Okay. Well, no. it's, it's in the show notes. These it's are in the yes show notes. No, okay, no yeah. it's in the show notes. Okay, I'm going in. I'm giving it the big sniff. Okay, so the acidity on this is high. The acidity is what makes my mouth water. So that means the tannins are low, correct? Oh my gosh, crazy acidity. Does that mean the tannins are low? I don't know. Okay. But it, it, it would have to because tannins dry out your mouth. So the second I drink it, my mouth is watering. And Elizabeth said that's like preparing your mouth for food kind of. Okay. I'm sensing raspberry. It has a bubbly thing to it that I feel like raspberries provide. Is it is it not earthy at all or is it earthy? My, my first instinct is to say it's not earthy. It could have a mild earth quality to it. <laughs> it could be earth adjacent. Okay. Here's what I'm saying. Mild earth. Mm-hmm. high acidity mm-hmm. low alcohol which means it's not high bodied i'm going to say it is not full bodied is not that... full bodied okay. okay i'm learning and i'm going to say it's raspberry and cherry okay i'm going to say cherry too for sure so obviously it's high... always cherry <laughs> there's high acidity 
let me see high acidity cherry so i'm going to read you the little card we got with our wine the saying it's greek to me is around for a reason let's break it down the Miopolis is the producer and nausa is a region in greece Xenomavro is an indigenous red grape pronounced Xenomavro. Oh, there you go. This wine is red fruit forward. Cherry, hey, raspberry, and currant. I said raspberry. I know. I know. I'm in shock. See, Shane, you do have that freak palate. And you're just good at this, even though you've never tried it before. The tannins are fantastic and firm. See, what we does need that mean? And on the one that was really tanniny and it made our mouths dry... It said that they were fine and persistent. Okay. We need to get our tannin lingo. The acid, hey, is a huge part of this wine as well. Don't let the light color of this wine deceive you. It packs some serious punch. There's a slight spice to it as well. Anise, allspice, and cedar. Because of the acid and tannin in this wine, it would be a great match for rich meat dishes, which we had for dinner tonight. Now, wine's always a good match for everything. Let's face it. <laughs> okay, there you have it. So I won. You won. And here's the thing. Again, power of persuasion. But as I drink this wine more, I notice the tannins more. Hmm. Like, just take one more sip. I notice the dryness more. Ugh, too tanniny. <laughs> you're right, Alex. No, you're right. You do tend to notice things afterwards. But let's begin date night. And let's pick it up and let's speak faster. Oh, okay. Let's the reason do it. I say it is... <laughs> as i talk slow <laughs> you know we've had a full meal people listening we've had a full meal right now and we've had a, a glass of wine before we even get to our air quotes first glass of wine on this segment we've already had a full meal glass of wine so we're a little lethargic do we talk slow on date nights on previous date nights do we sound slow we're a little slower slow talkers yeah, okay, let's get it started. We were talking about music on a date night. Let's help people. What's the perfect music to play on a date night? Well, jazz is perfect. Jazz is, it's a little bit saucy. And, you know, sometimes, well, when I was younger and I was like in a punk rock and, you know, harder stuff because I thought I was a badass, you know, I would just think that jazz was just a bunch of nerdy musicians scatting. Which sounds disgusting, by the way. <laughs> people don't know what scatting means. In that way. They don't? No. Why not? Because scatting is like... That's like the more common... Like I can almost guarantee nobody will know that scatting has to do with poop. Don't undermine your audience. What? I don't think it's common knowledge. I I do. I don't. I only think it's common knowledge if like your mind is in the gutter or something. My mind's not in the gutter. My mind is never thinking that and I know that. (laughs) I'm never thinking about that and my mind knew that but i have come to love it so much so you're a woman who loves to scat (laughs) i don't like that kind of jazz okay let's get away from scatting so i love bossa nova and there's a great playlist on apple music called bossa nova essentials and that's like my go-to playlist for a lot of life but especially on date nights it's fantastic and then shane just recently found this awesome music radio station on our tv nostalgic yeah nostalgic it's like a french jazz and french for the french people listening (laughs) i'm so sorry yeah (laughs) nostalgic but it's so good and it's honestly it's the best station to put on if you don't want to play something off your phone but jazz is fun it is saucy it's sexy it's cool and it's easy to listen to you just said jazz is yeah 
But for our date nights at home, nostalgia is the best. <laughs> well, it's a, it's jazz. Oh, is it? But yeah. French jazz. Okay. Wine or beer? If you could drink one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Wine, because I'm always in the mood for... Or not that I'm always in the mood for wine, but I'm never not in the mood for wine. Like if somebody was going to offer me a glass of wine and we were hanging, I'd never not say yes to it. I'd never not be in the mood for it. But beer. I feel like beer is more fun. Beer? Maybe I just have, I've had more fun drinking beer because it's like, hey, the boys are out. Let's smash some cans on our heads and (laughs) I don't know, wrestle. (laughs) You're so manly, babe. No, I just do what I'm told. I didn't want to. These guys are much bigger than me. so And they like to win. If you want to win at wrestling, wrestle me. Arm wrestling, anything. No, I, I would say wine. Although beer has a time and a place. And that's like, I love the time and the place for beer. I love a flight of beer. We've discussed this. Okay, we'll skip it. We've talked about how we love our flights of beer. Love them. But but here's the thing. So Shane and I are thinking about possibly renting out an Airbnb or something for my birthday. And we want to do this in wine country. Although we aren't, even if things are open, we're not going to be going to the wineries or breweries ourselves. So we're trying to think like, can we recreate the brewery experience from the comfort of our Airbnb? And you think we're going to try? Like, should we buy, like, should we purchase proper tasting glasses i don't think you need to just have a bunch of little glasses it's just as fun red solo cups yeah it's just as fun all right i'm into it for me i think i would oh this is so tough wine or beer wine or beer life of relaxation life of a little bit of fun buzz you get a fun buzz with wine are you kidding me it's true look at us right now listen to our scatty jazz i feel like we're in a wine mode right now though so because of that i don't want to be too influenced okay i'll pick wine <laughs> I'll pick wine. You can't That's go wrong. Tough. You get the jazz life. You get the fun life. You mm-hmm. get the sexy life. With beer, it's true. Is it only the fun life you get? Which is <laughs> <laughs> it's a good life, yeah. but I mean, you want options. This is too philosophical for me. This this part. But we were once dating. Now we're married. <laughs> I'm trying to make That's natu- how it happens. I'm trying to make natural transitions here. But today I had this odd thought I was just thinking about because Lucy is looking so old with her hair tied back lately. When she gets, when I put a ponytail or a little bun in, she looks like she's Mm -hmm. eight. And today she was, and I don't want to get emotional here, but we were eating lunch and she was sitting not in her high chair. She was sitting just (laughs) beside me in a chair. And it was like. Shane is welling up as he says I felt like I was. His eyes are getting teary. Okay, I get it. (laughs) They they know that. They know how I am. But. I was like, wow, she's going to be dating soon. (laughs) That's where my mind jumped to. I was like, and I was thinking, what age do you think you would want Lucy to start dating? And I wonder, would it be the same as it would be if we had two sons? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For you? I think that I was... You started dating very young, though. No, not dating. Like, I was... I had boyfriends that I wouldn't even see for the length of the two days that we were dating. And so you used the word dating, though. You were dating. Yeah. However it Literally worked. for 48 hours. I think I was in grade eight when I first called somebody my boyfriend, and it was for maybe 12 hours. Yeah. So how old are you then? 13? You're 13 yeah. in grade eight. Well, I was 16, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but you weren't, were you? No, Alice. Just curious. Just curious. I You think things. we're married, and you didn't know I was 16 years old in I'm grade eight? I'm forgetful. That's something you remember. Oh, you'd think. Mom brain aside, yeah, I think 13 is a good age for those like super innocent, oh, let's 
go to the mall and share an ice cream cone type thing. Or if you're like me, let's go to the mall and not even talk to the guy and have your friend break up with him while you're there. I think that's appropriate. But I think for actually going out, what, like 15, 16? I don't know. I wasn't part of the going out era. When did you have your first real girlfriend? 18 or 19. Late, almost 19. Okay. So my first kiss, I was like 18 or 19. Don't spit out your wine. That will what? make me feel very bad. Wait a second. Yeah. Okay. Let so me put truthfully, down my wine. truthfully, here's what happened. Well, I was you made my eye spasm. I'm sorry. My eye's literally spasming right now. That's a that's an interesting fact. I was <laughs> I was 16 at a New Year's Eve party, and the clock struck. Uh, the clock struck one. No, <laughs> no, not the clock struck one. People counted down. Midnight. People midnight. counted down and said zero. Twelve. What I, yeah, but what I'm saying is they counted ten, nine, okay, eight, okay, seven, okay. six. Got to zero, and I guess girls had been talking about me much in the same way the girls talked about the kid who was a virgin in Almost Famous. Oh, okay, okay. So they had a plan that someone was going to plant one on me when they got to zero, and the <laughs> clock struck midnight. And then a girl came up to me and planted one on me. Oh, hold on. In the the parlance of those times, which were a little Don't bit different. Don't make me grab a dictionary. You know I hate <laughs> pausing the episode. How, how, how did you feel? Did you feel like you were taken advantage of? Or did you feel like the luckiest 16-year-old kid on the planet? I felt like it was cool. There was tongue involved. What? That's and not just like... Even with the parlance, I feel like... Parlance? Yeah, I, I'm. I didn't feel like taking advantage of or anything. I felt like, oh wow, this is. I finally got that out of the way. But I also didn't really count it as a true kiss because I only wanted kisses to count, where I made the like, and it wasn't like a bet or something. <laughs> That's interesting. You went a little like uh, deeper your skin color when you said that, like when you were telling your story. Are you a little bit embarrassed about that situation? No, I think we've just drank so much wine. <laughs> like we're drinking out of really big glasses. <laughs> it seems like we're not drinking a lot because these glasses are huge. We might post a photo of this, but these glasses are massive. And they I are. don't realize we, how we've much We've had one and a half big glasses of mm-hmm. wine each. Um, and I don't drink often. I'm like Tom Brady after the Super Bowl, if anyone's seen that footage <laughs> of him stumbling out of the boat party. But uh, that's how I get after a few. But yeah, in my first real kiss, I was 18. That is so interesting. So wait, what happened between, like, did you not get confidence after that 16-year-old girl planted one on you? What what mm. happened there? How come you didn't make a move on anybody for two years? Well, I think so long can go by where it actually becomes more awkward if you kiss than if you don't. Okay. Like inertia is so powerful. Mm-hmm. So it felt like it was going to be such a big deal or newsworthy around school if I did kiss someone that I was embarrassed of the newsworthiness yeah, but of like, it. Why didn't he even go on a little kissing spree after that New Year's Eve? Because you'd think that you ha- that's when you have the confidence. That's when there's well, no inertia. You you're just- saying this from a place of privilege. What privilege? What privilege, Alex? When you look good, people want to kiss you. When you don't look good, people don't want to kiss you. <laughs> you looked good, though. I thought I you said not. you. I thought you said that you were looking good until what? Grade eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought you said like seventeen. No, no. The second, uh, I look in grade nine, mm-hmm. and then grade ten, I was just covered in pimples. Yeah, like so many kids are. Usually, people either have that ant farm style acne, right, or they have a few zits. Mm-hmm. I had a bunch of those big zits, 
but like a hundred of them. So, you know, you see a movie and someone's like, oh no, I've got a big pimple on my nose for prom and it's a big white head and it's comical. Mm -hmm. I had those over every inch of my forehead. That's so hard. I was in a computer class once and the eye paint was very popular. And this, this, you know this story, but a kid was like, hey, everybody come look at this. And a kid drew me in eye paint and just had a bunch of red squares with a white dot in the middle. And everyone was laughing at me. That's so I didn't know that story. And I was also in grade 11, but taking a grade nine typing course because <laughs> I fell a little bit behind in school. So, yeah, it was a rough time. Not a lot of people were after me to kiss me. That's so sad. I'm sorry. Like, that's the... That's such a tough go. That makes me so furious. And I, uh, you know, I'm a pacifist. I do not believe that two wrongs make a right. An eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. But I do want to get this guy. What age would we think is appropriate for Lucy to be kissing? 14. I think uh, that's the first time I kiss somebody. And I think all my friends or the majority of my friends also kiss somebody when they're 14. I think 15. Or like 14, but you're almost 15. No, I agree. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. And would we allow Lucy to have parties at home? No, because here's the thing. Like, you know, there's always those parents. Everybody has that one friend who had the parent who was like, oh, you guys can drink at my house because I know at least you're in my house. Weren't your parents doing that? No, they would just disappear upstairs for their own date nights. And then. But wouldn't you be drinking downstairs? Well, not to their knowledge. They didn't know at all? They said they didn't. Oh. And that's, I guess, what you need to be okay in a court of law. But no, it's not like people were downstairs, like, having parties. It would be, you know, maybe six friends downstairs hanging out. And Any boys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, we were friends with boys. Were you allowed to date? I wasn't not allowed to date, yeah. What, what age did your parents allow you to date? Well, there, it was, like, it was very much eased into dating. So, the first any kind of boyfriend I ever had I guess was when I was 14 but it was like smooching and hand holding and we only saw each other for two months of the year during the summers was your boyfriend allowed at the house well he didn't even live in the same city as me that's the Mm. thing we'd vacation at the same place in the summers would he have been yeah to hang out absolutely could could he go in your room not at that age hmm okay so would but we, I don't. I don't even know if I'd feel comfortable like having him in my room at that age because I that would just feel weird, mm-hmm. you know. Like I was fourteen. Yeah. So so we if we would let Lucy have her boyfriend over, age fifteen, do you allow them in the the room? No, we say you guys stay in the family room, and then we can go hang in our room or something. And then we just like act like we need drinks of water and stuff all the time. Yeah, that's what my parents did. And then they'd come down, they'd refill, you know, their drinks or their Diet Cokes or they'd get more chips or something and they'd just do a little snoop-de-doo. So that's all we need to do. We just, you know, we hang upstairs, we get our projector going, we play our video games, we have our bottle of wine and we let the kids hang out downstairs and then we just, you know... Somehow need chips every half hour. Okay, that's a good plan. That's yeah. I don't know. These are just things. Why are they running through my mind at no, this th- time? It's because Lucy's sitting on not her high chair anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about awkward moments with family. What do you think is the most awkward moment you've had with my family? With your family? Yeah, to me, I have it if you don't. And I can talk about it. Okay. I guess in my mind, you and I were kissing a little bit in your mom's basement and she walked in and then we just had to talk to her like we weren't just making out all over each other 
We were making out on the couch and things were getting serious and my mom walked in the room and we had to have a conversation with her. Well, I because I felt like she didn't want to leave because she knew she just walked in on us slobbering all over each other's faces. So she kind of felt awkward and felt like she had to stay and talk to us so that she didn't look like she was nervous. And then we were and I don't think overly my mom, chatty. I don't think my mom had ever seen me kiss a woman before. Baloney. What do you mean? You You had lots of girlfriends. I don't think I ever kissed one in front of her. How does that even happen? You make out in front of your parents often? Think about our first year of dating. That's all we ever did. What? <laughs> Alex, I'm editing this part out. This this doesn't sound right. Explain. <laughs> no, well, That's any, all we ever did? I'm just saying, we were so handsy in our first year of dating, and it didn't matter where we were or who we were around. We were just... Your parents, though? Yeah, babe. I was making out with you in front of your dad. Like, slobber everywhere. We Are you serious? Are you 100% serious? I'm positive. So you, your dad saw my tongue. <laughs> I just spit everywhere. But are you serious? Yeah, I'm positive. You you're remembering this way stranger than I think. No, it it's happened. like okay, even think about so my brother played in this really awesome band called Coyote Black, and this is just one instance coming to my mind. We all went out as a family to his show, and then we went to this awesome bar that used to exist called the Baltimore House. Afterwards, I remember that. Yeah, we were all over each other on the dance floor. Alex, that was like 1.30 in the morning. Well, my dad was watching. Okay, your mom was watching. I well, remember that. She was watching. commenting. But we were dancing and kissing in a fun, funny way. Well, still in front of them. Yeah, but it I'm wasn't saying. like Thanksgiving dinner or anything. It was no, like, well, who's making out at Thanksgiving dinner in front of their parents at the table? Nobody. But like, you know, when you start to like get loose and when you start okay, to do yeah, things. Okay, I'm glad you clarified that. They though. saw lots of tongue. Okay, it, on that one night, I'll concede. But Not you may- just on that night. I can. I'm guaranteeing it. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I don't remember this, but I do remember the very specific. <laughs> I can't say specific. <laughs> I do remember the very specific. Am I saying that right? Specific. I do remember the very specific moment at Baltimore House where we were drinking. So I'm. I'm shocked. I'm not remembering any other times. Can I just, just really quick? I want to have an ode to that bar. That was my favorite bar, maybe ever in in our city it was the most fun place to go the coolest vibe and i had been to so many fun dance parties there so many yeah and then even if you just go on a night that wasn't dancey they had all the board games they had a great selection of like beer and stuff like that it was the best it was the perfect place to grind with your future wife in front of your future <laughs> father-in-law it wasn't grindy it was more make <laughs> That that a boy, Shane. Get in there, John. That's Alex's dad's name. The moment I was going to think of that was awkward and funny was, okay, so yeah, the kissing moment, I guess that was awkward mm-hmm. for you. For me, I'm comfortable with my mom. But once we, it was like maybe our, my, our fifth time where we were hanging out with my mom and it was late at night. It was around the holidays and yeah, it must have been like 11 and we had like a beer or two. And my mom was talking about her best friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she's like, do you want to see a picture of her? And we're her like. childhood best friend. Yeah, her childhood best friend. And we're like, sure. And my mom was so happy. <laughs> and my mom comes out. She was genuinely touched that we wanted to sit there and see these pictures. My mom goes in her bedroom, comes out with this picture, hands it to us. I just glance at it. I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's a woman in a casket. 
It's a dead woman. So her best friend had perished, unfortunately, but she's showing it to us like no preamble that, oh, she passed away. Just boom, dead woman in like, a cast. Here's, here's a picture of Susie, like the girl that I used to go skipping with around the block. And it's a shocking moment. It's sad. But Alex and I can't help but bust out laughing because it's just so shocking and weird that my mom would do this. And my mom, who was kind of tearing up, starts howling too. And we all just bust out laughing. And I thought it was just so funny. It was like probably the most fun we had had with my mom. Well, I was going to say that moment sits in my memory as not being awkward, but just being like a very hilarious bonding moment but rooted I, in awkwardness rooted in awkwardness but then i i consider that moment as being one of the first times i i really bonded with your mom because it was just this hilarious situation that we we're in and we were laughing for like an hour yeah like an hour and like it, it was we were, we were all of us were crying and not because poor susan had gone too soon but because just her pulling out this picture thinking nothing was wrong and being so proud of it and then just she was dead well, I've been thinking about that moment so much lately, too, because recently, unfortunately, my grandmother died. Mm -hmm. So we went to the funeral home. It was an open casket. Obviously, it's COVID time, so there's not a big crowd. And if it was just me and my grandma, I think I actually would have attempted to speak with her. But my dad was there, and he's like, I'm not saying anything. I'm just standing there. You're there. And my dad's just like, want to take a picture? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... Yeah, I do actually. But while I was taking the picture, all I could think of is one day, am I going to be showing this to somebody and we're going to have a weird, awkward encounter where we just bust out laughing? Well, so I, anytime I see someone taking a picture of a, a dead body or a casket, which isn't often, I'm always reminded of that moment. Well, that's it's funny because I was thinking about that in my mind. So on one hand, I was like, you know what, like I get it. And in grief, I know when my grandmother died, like I was, I was open casket and I was had my hand on her hands and you know I kissed her head and everything and it's very odd because it was that person's body but it doesn't feel like their body mm -hmm. and then I was like oh maybe Shane has this right I never took a picture so my first thought was that oh this is a good idea I should have done that and then my second thought was hold on when are you going to look at this picture and wh who whoever else is going to see it like do you pull it up in conversation? Do you I think have you I'll looked look at, at it, it since? Yeah. Yeah. Over pictures of her when she was like alive and Well, I recently got a new iPhone, so the only one I have of her is the deceased one, unfortunately. <laughs> what? And it's been one of my top likers on Instagram. <laughs> Get out of here. Forty two comments, three hundred <laughs> likes. He's kidding. Do you think people do that though? What? Like post photos of their loved ones you know once they're embalmed oh i'm sure they do but oh yeah so my awkward moment do you know what it would be with your parents <clears throat> i've referenced it recently oh no oh, i i don't think it was on the pod i think i just okay wait it give me you. another hint i'll just tell you okay so it was your mom's birthday this is oh like, my gosh i know exactly. this was like our first year dating i'm and, nervous i'm sorry i'm embarrassed just thinking about okay this. so i have no table manners i was raised without table manners although my parents are divorced both of them had the exact same table manners and we're both hung hangry type of people my mom and my dad both like we need to eat and when dinner comes it's just like a buffet style first come first serve shove it in your mouth <laughs> 
no prayers, no no celebration, no cheers, no speeches. Whereas your family is, you know, breaking bread together is a thing. You all eat at the same time. You give a toast every single dinner and you appreciate the person who made the food and you compliment yeah. the person who made the food, which seems normal now. But that was totally foreign <laughs> to me when we first started dating. So it's your mom's birthday. It's a taco night. Everyone's sitting around and the table's set and the food's just in the middle because with the taco, you kind of yeah. you put on your own ingredients. So I'm like, oh, everyone's a little bit, bit of a slow poke here. So I started slapping down tacos and building my taco. And I'm taking bites. And Jake's looking at me. I'm like, your brother's a bit of a weirdo. Could he please stop looking at me? And he goes, Shane, Shane. And he gives me like the, like cut, the, it. the cut it symbol. And I'm like, oh, oh. And I just put it down. And I realized it's Lorna's birthday. I have to wait until she sits down and we she all... Was- well, cause she was cooking, so she was still in the kitchen getting the last things ready, like, you know, putting something together that she had made and worked hard on. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. So, yeah, because you don't eat until the cook is freaking sitting there because that's the cook that gave you your meal. I agree with it now, but in some households, they don't do that. They don't know that. And that's why when I go to my dad's, you'll notice everyone just digs in. I know. And we just had Nona here, and we all got pizza. And pizza's a little bit different, but Nona just dug right in. <laughs> and, I, and it reminded me, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's the norm for us. And we don't yeah. look at it as rude. It's just something that we're conditioned to do. Yeah. No, but it was it was hilarious because I was a little bit nervous, actually, at that moment, too, because I was like, oh, man, Shane's, Shane's making himself look bad. Because yeah. here's the thing. With Nona, she knows how to, like, she knows, like, if she's a... My parents are like, she knows how to conduct herself at a table. She's very, very mannerly. Well, she'll follow whatever's happening. Yeah. 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 But it was just so funny because I thought that you would have that notion too. Just that like instinctive, oh, I'm just going to do what everybody else does. Tacos, I didn't. I got so nervous, Shane. Yeah. I got so nervous because I was like, Shane's going to look like just (laughs) hilarious. Yeah. You want (laughs) to say a meaner word. (laughs) I do, but I won't. Okay. Another thing that I find was awkward for me too with your family, like Christmas gifts. Right. When your family will all open Christmas gifts and watch the person open, like everyone will kind of be quiet and watch. (laughs) And that makes me so uncomfortable. (laughs) Why? I guess I'm worried, one, if I give someone a gift and everyone's quiet, what if the gift isn't good, they don't like it, what if it's not the right price point? I get the price point wrong and it's either too much, too extravagant or not expensive enough. And then I'm like, everyone's watching now. Whereas at my family Christmas, when we're opening gifts, everyone does it at once. Mm-hmm. And you just walk up and you're like, thank you. And you have your own private moment with the parent. Mm-hmm. And then you say thank you. And it's it blends in with the background noise. It's not a focused gift unwrapping. Mm-hmm. And it's something that just makes me feel and i'm not sure what the norm is there like with the food thing i don't know yeah i know know you're in the norm with the food and it's like what's polite Mm -hmm. and respectful and undeniably your the way you do christmas gift it's rooted in being polite and respectful it's the same thing as the dinner but it just makes me feel so uncomfortable (laughs) so i put that in like raised by wolves type of scenario where to me i feel strange i think you just need more practice and i mean you got a lifetime of practice ahead of you so you'll have enough time to uh you know really 
get comfortable there. But it is it is very funny because it's all just like you said, rooted in wanting to make each other feel good. And like it has nothing to do with the actual gift and just everything to do with like hugging somebody. Really, my whole family just wants to hug each other all the time, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a huggy person. And I think our daughters are huggy people, too. Yeah, Lou's becoming a hugger. She's, like, a, such a touchy person. Like, she, like, is getting so kissy now. And just to come up and tell you something, she has to do it an inch from your face or, like, with her cheek pressed up against your cheek. And it's it's very funny. Yeah, I wonder if she's going to be the type to make out with her boyfriend in front of us probably yeah i guess it's a it's genetic like she's, she's pretty wild spirited already yeah right is this good enough though for you yeah are we going to play connect four <gasps> i cannot wait we ordered a new game connect four is one of my favorite games i'm going to really try my hardest not to be competitive with you mm-hmm. Bring what? It on. are you are you going to be not competitive with me oh like, i can be competitive with you i just wanted to say something before the pod are we just gonna off? have are we gonna have fun and not no, we're, argue? Gonna, we're just gonna have lots of fun no arguments okay. No serious competition. Okay. I wanted to say something before any of that. Okay. I just wanted to say that you look like a really hot version of Wayne from Wayne's World right now. Okay. Uh, like, I've just seen the recent Uber Eats ads, and I'm not taking that no, as a compliment. No, young Wayne. Okay. But really, okay. really, really hot. I was going to say you look really hot tonight, but not... You also okay, look like so Wayne. I was wearing a purple zip-up before we started rolling, but I realized it makes a lot of noise. It's like a windbreaker, so I didn't want it happening on the mic. And I'm like, oh, I'm wearing a hat. I have long hair. I'm wearing a black T-shirt and <laughs> blue jeans. I look like Wayne, and I was hoping you didn't think that. The second I put the purple uh, windbreaker down, you gave me a look, and it said something, and I was like, she thinks I'm Wayne. I knew it. Hot kn- Wayne. Hot Wayne. Yeah, that's fine. I don't think Mike Myers is uh, unattractive by any means. Yep, he's not hot. Okay. In like, you know. <laughs> Do you know who you remind me of? <laughs> who? Tell the audience. Garth. Oh, okay. You're I thought you were going to say, Shane uh, usually says I look like Rodney Dangerfield. You have bulgy eyes and I find you'd be the, his hot daughter. You know, sometimes you see a really attractive woman and then you see the dad it's like, that doesn't make sense. I feel like Rodney could be your dad. I get no respect. On that note. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Date Night. Rate the podcast. Give it five stars. Alex, what do you have to say? No, that's it, guys. Go in peace. Have a lovely one. Bye. (laughs)